0: you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. I know it's been so long, but guess what? I'm back. And uh, I have a really interesting subject. Some of you may not agree. Not everybody is into it, but um, I am. I'm a spiritual being. And I I feel that we come here to experience certain things and why I just wanted to bring, you know, the subject of horoscope and numerology. And I have a friend here who happens to be very gifted in that subject. I'll just let her introduce herself.
1: Hi, I'm Angela. And um, I'm a student of astrology particularly um, evolutionary astrology. And um, I just thought I'd come and have a conversation with Rachel. And we have another person here who will introduce herself, who
0: has been on the show before.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about different subjects
0: because obviously this is a sober um, podcast and it's about sobriety mostly and relationships and sobriety, but that has everything to do with who we are deep down inside, right? It may be taboo to others, but Get some information on it, if you believe in some of it. Anyway, so let's start with uh, the first subject that we discussed, past life experiences and the biggest question is why do we pick this lifetime? And I know it has to do with evolution, right? And and specifically our experiences. Um, and I mean by that, addiction. Because to overcome addiction took a lot. And it's changed me um, in every way. It changed me physically, mentally, spiritually, body, mind, and spirit. And, and I remember when it happened, I had so sort of what we call an enlightenment in AA, but it was much more than that i had a, a major major shift i really do feel like it uh, it was some kind of a spiritual shift for me because everything changed i remember the the experience i had moving forward why we always say everything is more colorful all of a sudden because you're more mindful and we talked about awareness i had much more awareness everything has changed also my relationships people places and things everything has changed since and i work on it every day change and evolve from that I feel like if I don't evolve then you know why am I here That's I feel that's the real purpose in in being you know
1: yeah and then we're getting into you know what I study evolutionary astrology which we say well why did we come here right Right. why did we pick this life well from an evolutionary astrology standpoint we would say the soul has a desire to evolve right Mm. the soul's been doing in other lifetimes or timelines however you view it, it's been doing work in particular arenas in a particular way, and it's saying you need to evolve, you need to grow. And so for you and many people, addiction becomes the vehicle for evolution. Right. There you
0: go. There so, you go. Or whatever their whatever their struggles are. Right. We pick our struggles. It could be anything. I, I'm sorry to say this, but yeah. it could even be cancer. You know, yeah, you it could be this, health
1: issues, it could be or trauma perhaps. Yep, absolutely. You know?
0: Yes. And we always say, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to someone. But when when they come out on the other side, and they're a completely evolved being, and you're like, wow. And, they're, and they
1: also have a deeper insight. Health can be kind of a double edged sword, right? So right. it can indicate this is the vehicle for your evolution, but sometimes it can indicate resistance. Really? Right? So when you're what? in resistance yeah. Yeah. to where your soul wants
2: you to go, Hold right? On. When your mind is at dis-ease, it transfers as disease into the body. Yes, absolutely, Jessica.
1: And that's what evolutionary astrology would say is often when we have chaos in our lives, when we have health issues, when things are falling apart, the new job doesn't work out, it's because we're not really on the path that our soul wants us to be on. And we're in massive resistance. Resistance. Exactly. So you're going up against
0: the current. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We call that an AA, self-will. <laughs> yes. It's, the, it's that lovely ego. Boom, right? It's the truth, you know? Yeah. Let, be, let go and yeah. let God. Yeah. And we were just talking about it with Jessica when she came in. I said, you know, just got to let it flow because as soon as your control is in it, your ego is in it, forget about it. Yeah. As soon as you're pushing against the current,
1: guess what? Yeah. The ego is necessary, right? This is the 3D world, right? We're in the real material world world. So we need an ego to navigate this life. But the question is, who's in charge, right? Is it your ego or is it your soul? Are you connecting with your true self on a regular basis to stay connected so that you can get that signal from the soul that says, this is, this feels good. This feels like shit. Right. <laughs> I, I don't want to go there. I the want to go over left here. Left to the right. right. And so that's kind of your radar, right? Your intuition, wow. your yeah. body, your body will tell you so much this about what you're doing. Right. And when you're not doing things right, your body's like, oh. You know, what are you doing? So what can we do to stay right?
0: connected? I already know what the answer is. Well, but, there's all
1: kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. You know, for some people, meditation works. For right. some people, doing body work, you know, dancing, uh, qigong, martial arts, anything that gets them in their bodies or out in nature where they feel connected, right? Or well, creativity. Exactly. I creativity, about arts, Jessica music. I I get so
0: immersed when I do my graphic design, I just I get lose myself in it. And then and then everything else, like the mind stops chatting,
1: you Mm -hmm. know? Those things that get you out of your mind that you're in the zone, as some people will say. Love that. That's that's what you can do to connect, right? And in those and if you can become more aware of what's going on when you're in those moments, right? Like, okay, am I getting any messages, right? So a lot of people love meditation because they can try to quiet the mind and hear those messages. Right. But for some of us, it might be taking a walk in a park, you know, and that quiets you enough to, to listen, right? To listen to what, what's really coming through right
0: yeah we were just talking about energy right energy and awareness cuz i was saying how crucial it is who you surround yourself with now you can't change anyone that's very obvious but you can decide if that's what you want in your space and we were just talking about it when you're connected that when you're around you know negativity or toxic people whatever it is that's not right for you and if you're connected enough you will sense it i mean i sometimes i swear to you when Mar- around someone and my skin will crawl and for no
1: reason I may not even know them but there's something off yeah we'll talk about empaths right a lot of people will talk about oh I'm empathic but the truth is we all have this ability but most of us or a lot of us will just tune it out and so you know I might be driving to work I feel great I started my day off feeling great I get to the office and all of a sudden I feel like oh why am I feeling angry well you know and if I'm not aware that's where the awareness comes in right i may think this is me and then i start to search for reasons and i want to find a justification for that feeling but the truth is i'm picking up on somebody in the other cubicle who's probably angry and had a horrible morning but if i'm not aware so you're picking up
0: their energy right if i'm not wow. aware
1: yeah. that their energy is impacting me i can mistakenly think that it's me
2: this is your you're having me key into this is when pause It, you know, comes into play to like step back and take, you know, five seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds to do um, a check. And then now it's also reminded me um, in program through sobriety, they teach you gratitude, to do gratitude lists. In the beginning, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm grateful every day. You know, like I'm grateful this and that and the other, blah, blah, blah. So then I started doing one with people and was on and off. And now uh, pretty consistently in the last three months, I text with somebody three things that I'm grateful for every day. And it's not just things. It's concepts, ideas, growth, learning. You know, and that's involving to the point this morning, I was listening um, to an opening session speaker and I heard that being in gratitude, the practice is just not the shift, but it shifts your mindset too. Yes. To get out of the negative and look for things that are positive. Yes. And I don't know about you, Angela, but to me, if I am in the positive, i I can then have the awareness to see that negative coming at yeah, me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I Very think good. too, for particularly people in sobriety, I think sometimes we forget that we're on this evolutionary path. We're trying to do our best, right? But we all make mistakes, right? We all get angry. We all have these moments. And we sometimes when we get in this spiritual mode, we kind of don't allow that right we we get off path because we don't allow ourselves to be human so that what you're talking about like being aware also being aware that it's okay sometimes that you're going to feel like shit that you're going to have a bad day and not actually what happens
0: with addiction is suppression. You and know? it distorts, right? When you just kind of disappear, right? You're not even processing your emotions, you know, in a healthy manner, right? Like so
1: one th- of the weirdest things when I started studying evolutionary astrology, one of the weirdest concepts for me was, oh, the soul's not perfect, right? Because when you come from a religious background, you're kind of told, oh, the soul's perfect, and you're this imperfect version on earth of the soul, right? So- but in Evolutionary astrology, the soul is not perfect. The soul is evolving itself through you you as the human, right? Totally different perspective, right? That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh And so we have to remind ourselves that. So what happens is then I learn, oh, all desire emanates from the soul. And you think, oh, but some people have like some really sick desires, right? Well, the issue is distortion, Right. So when you suppress, when the society says, that's not good, that's not good, you suppress the shadow aspects of yourself, what happens, things become distorted. And what we see is not the true desire of the soul, but it's a distortion, right? And that's where you get addiction. That's where you get abuse. That's where you get things that we we don't like to talk about. We want to push it away, right?
0: And what happens when you have that suppression? Because the truth of the matter is addiction... Some people don't have a bottom. Their bottom is death. You know, so what happens when you don't evolve, when you suppress yourself for a lifetime, for instance?
1: I mean... The soul can say, well, I guess we're done here. (laughs)
0: Does that mean that you have to come back and re-experience? Yeah, you're
1: going to have a similar life, absolutely. A
0: similar experience, Mm -hmm. right? Since we pick our experiences.
1: Because the soul wants you to learn through those experiences and evolve. And so, okay, you didn't get it. We'll just come back. Right. And hopefully next time you'll get it. And, you know, I met this this
0: guy who's going to be on the next podcast, but he's a numerologist. And we were talking about even picking your birthday, mm-hmm. what those numbers mean. And I remember that, uh, you know, when I first met Angela, she did a whole chart on me. And it had to do with not just the date, but the actual time when I decided to come and show up on Earth.
2: Yeah, the
1: time is very, very important because that tells us specifically things like your rising sign, right? Because we know that's going to change every two hours, right? right? So. If I if I'm off on my time I might go through life thinking oh I'm a Virgo rising and really I'm not you know I'm a I'm a Libra rising or something you know that's a totally different signature so yeah, yeah. it's really important I like how you said that a signature it's a yeah. specific
0: signature that we, Yeah I it's an energetic
1: it's an archetype like right like a
0: footprint that you leave when you come here born in November 1111 11. what a great thing. yeah great um, great number crazy, right yeah and uh Apparently, based on numerology, I'm in a ninth lifetime. I heard someone say once that the ninth dimension is where the divine resides, and uh, that we make our way up to the ninth dimension, but it's, it's interesting to me that numerologist said to me, I'm in my ninth life cycle, and then I start, and I begin again, so he said, you're an old soul. And and so I, I've had many lifetimes and I, and I do I do feel that sometimes that I've my experiences are almost um, feel familiar to me. You know, some of my experiences, and not, not necessarily the bad ones. You know, I remember as a very little girl, I knew how to draw right away. I was creative instantly, and I, I don't think it just comes out of nowhere. No. I think I was... that was carried on from other lifetimes, and so it's not just bad experiences, also good experiences and gifts. Oh, yeah, we absolutely. We come here with gifts, but yet we're focused on all the materialistic stuff, you know, to bring us joy or relationships to bring us joy, but it's all within us, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, evolutionary astrology talks about About that, right? And traditional astrology too, but in evolutionary astrology, we specifically look at the archetype of Taurus, the inner Venus, because Venus rules Taurus and Libra, right? And the inner Venus uh, is Taurus and second house, right? So, this, when you look at where's Taurus in my chart, what's on, what is the archetype on my second house? What, where's my Venus? What sign is my Venus in, right? These things will speak to you about what those inner talents, those innate... So is that the actual footprint, is the sign that we
0: come in with? Well, in evolution... in our personality always, you know, our character, I guess?
1: N- no, it, it's evolving. So your character and your things are evolving over time, right? Through each lifetime, through your experiences, they're evolving. So... When you come in, in evolutionary astrology, the, the the bottom line is Pluto, right? Which is very different from most uh, versions of astrology, systems of astrology, right? Pluto says, this is your soul, right? So wherever your Pluto is, is where your soul has been doing work for more than, say, two or three lifetimes. Oh, my right? God. And so
0: spoken about that yeah wow that's fascinating yeah
1: and so that is sort of your comfort zone right so if you've been there you come in say your pluto is in the eighth house which mm-hmm. is the house of scorpio right mm-hmm. that's your comfort zone right you've been there and the 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 universe is looking at you going hey you need to get the heck out of there right and i want you to go to the second house which is the 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 opposite right right
0: All right. So here's the big question, because it is a podcast about relationships and sobriety. And um, one of the most difficult things I've, I always hear in rooms are the relationships with family, the relationships with spouses, relationships with, you know, significant others, friendships. Those are all um, either make or break you. And it's important to discuss that because how do they play into that experience when we come here on earth? I mean, why is it So important to go through sometimes difficult relationships. Why is it that we sometimes have to have these difficult relationships? And yet we have some good relationships too. And sometimes we have relationships that are seem like unfinished business it has to go on forever yes you know because maybe we from another lifetime that energy has to be cleared out who the hell knows
1: so how does that play into the uh, evolutionary astrology okay well <clears throat> the biggest thing is in relationship to other people we learn about ourselves right, right. but for some people it's Not going to be as big a deal as for others. So we have to look at what's going on in the chart, particularly what phase is their sun-moon right? So their sun moon phase is, and think about the phases of the moon. So think about the sun and the, I mean the moon phases, right? The eight phases, the new phase, the crescent phase, et cetera, et cetera, right? As it goes through its phases and it gets to balsamic, which is like a closing down before it becomes a new moon again. Right? And so if you're a new phase with your sun and moon, you're not going to want to be in just one relationship, right? You're going to want to, um, instigate lots of different relationships to learn about yourself because you're starting a new evolutionary intent right new phase
0: that makes a lot of sense
1: right and I then have so many <laughs> relationships in my life right now yeah it's insane and then some and I'm attracting people yeah
0: more and more people into my life
1: yeah and then some people will be more in a building phase so you know what does that mean like they're they're trying to build something they've already done gone through the new phase they've learned something about themselves there they've gone through their crescent phase they've kind of broken from the past right and they're in a phase that's more about building. Building, right? Creating a foundation. And so being in a stable relationship from a soul purpose may be very important for them as a soul to accomplish what they came here to accomplish, Damn, right? So there's lots of things that you have to look at, right? And then you also begin to look at the actual astrology in the chart, you know? What kind of, you know, your, what kind of Venus do you have? <laughs> what kind of relationships is that Venus making to things like Mars or Saturn or other personal planets, right? This oh. can create dynamics that make relationships for you either more harmonious, disharmonious, lots of tension. So if you have lots of squares in your chart, right, that's one aspect that can create tension. So you look at those things as well. And then you brought up karma, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I believe in past lives. I believe that, you know, we've had, who knows how many lives and there are people that we have unfinished business with. Right. And so they're going to come into our lives at some point and we're going to have to face them and close it down. And it could go right? on for a really long time. Y- absolutely. Right? Sometimes yeah. even
0: a lifetime. Yeah. And Who this knows? could be
1: karmic debt. Right. This could be a karmic balancing. This could be closing something up. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> karmic debt could be i I was a total asshole in the last life. (laughs) I did something hideous, right? And now it's coming back to me, right? (laughs) That that happens, you know? So, or you have a lot of good karma in
0: relationships right but i still have that thorn you know one thorn that i'm dealing with and you know why is that I guess it is karma it could be karma yeah.
1: and it could be that you're not there there's something there that you're not seeing yeah. and you're 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 not getting whatever that lesson is and so what will happen is the universe will bring it at different angles no, you so you see right. different perspectives right and sometimes what will happen is it's it's cyclical All and Jessica would know this, right? It's cyclical. So I could heal a lot in my relationships and even if it's a
0: difficult relationship. Well, and
1: then three years later have an experience that's very similar to something that happened, you know, three or four years ago. And but now I have a different perspective. So the way I approach it Well how you respond it's like a test. It's like a little test, right? Okay, you did all this healing, let's see how you do this time. Oof.
0: Right? And it's funny because I still respond the same way to, I'm going to pass it on to Jessica, but I still, you know, I just had an altercation with my brother just recently, a very small one, but I still responded the same way and I'm like,
1: I know, I have I somebody. I have not
2: learned yet. So, um, that Angela, that keyed me in. And so and also with you, um, Rachel, because immediately you know, we come into program and a lot of us have mommy issues. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's the, the work or among workers and people, among peoples. You know, you got lovers love among lovers and then you have the child-parent relationship and you begin to know you can't control them. You can't control people, places, things, ideas, institutions, basically the matter on the wall, you know. And um, that evolution that you were talking about and and learning the lesson and then experiencing something and looking at it from a different angle you know, um, my mom was the fault of everything, you know, then I get sober and I'm changing and she's having a problem because I'm changing, even though she's happy, I'm sober, you know, and then I'm expecting her to react the way I want her to react. Cause I want this nurturing, loving, you know, learning that I've got going on inside of me and that she's not programmed with that, right. you know, and I'm learning to practice it.
1: She's not even hearing it. No. Right. It's just not even yeah. there
2: you know but then it's like you keep practicing you keep going and then it becomes to the point you know that i i saw this meme of keanu reeves when he was in the matrix and then i talked about empaths with it but it was like show, showing the matter out and then how you can get to a point when you've learned your lesson that it stops mm-hmm. in front of you and falls to the ground yes and it, you know i'm i i Guess I would want to knock on wood, the old me, but also at the same time, it's like, okay, I can finally. See some things that I can let go of and have it stand in front of me and not react. Am I still reacting about some other things? Of course I am. I'm human, you know, but it get you can get to that point of the evolution of the learning and everything that we're taught when we apply it taking self out of the way they call it picking up yourself and getting yourself out of the way yes
0: it's almost like crossing a mountain when i got sober I, i felt like i crossed mount everest and it's the same thing you could do it every day with little things that you struggle with like that relationship i was just talking about once i get it i will probably feel the release i will feel the shift you know what it really comes down to relationships are there to serve us so we can learn more about ourselves So with that said, stay tuned for the next episode when we continue to talk about the sole purpose to evolutionary astrology.
1: We do have a donation button. Um, If you feel empowered, if you feel the love and you want to contribute and help us to keep this podcast going, there's a contribution button on flying-sober.com. Whatever you want to give, it's greatly appreciated.
0: with that said stay healthy stay safe till the next time we connect and remember to check out our recovery resources at flying-sober.com